the sixth day of the month. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, verse 8. Again today, we consider how our response of loving for a loving God shapes our lives and propels us forward in faithful action. The most famous words from Micah at first seem to read like a list of three things. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. But it is not so. Justice and mercy cannot be separated, at least as God defines them. Justice without mercy is harshly legalistic, even cruel. Mercy without justice sacrifices fairness on the altar of sentimentality. To the question, is God just or is God kind? The only proper answer is both. Furthermore, humility before God consists of imitating this justice mercy of God. Humility is our response to divine love toward us and our witness to the power God's love can release in others. Therefore, what Micah sets forth is one thing, not three. We would probably be happier with three. Then we could keep our little list and check off each item in turn, but it cannot be. Hence, we are constrained to ask, if I seek justice for myself, can I understand when others extend mercy to those who have hurt me? Can I show mercy myself? If I am merciful to others, can I understand why those who have been hurt think I have no concern for fairness? Since God alone knows in what proportions justice and mercy must be mixed in any given instance, can I learn that walking humbly with God not only means that I seek to emulate God, it also means I cannot fully do so, since God alone is the righteous judge. How do I, with my noble aspirations, strive to emulate God and yet confront my limitations of understanding and action? How does all of this relate to Christian teaching about forgiving others in love as a loving God has forgiven us? Opening prayer. Grant to me and to all your people, O God, the gift of walking humbly with you. Give us the wisdom to know how best to temper justice with mercy, to buttress mercy with justice, so that your will may be done on earth as in heaven, through Christ our judge and advocate. Amen. Psalm 82 God calls the judges into his courtroom. He puts all the judges in the dock. Enough! You've corrupted justice long enough. You've let the wicked get away with murder. You're here to defend the defenseless, to make sure that underdogs get a fair break. Your job is to stand up for the powerless and prosecute all those who exploit them. Ignorant judges, head-in-the-sand judges, they haven't a clue to what's going on. And now everything's falling apart, the world's coming unglued. I appointed you judges, each one of you, deputies of the high God. But you've betrayed your commission, and now you're stripped of your rank, busted. Oh God, give them what they've got coming. You've got the whole world in your hands. From the prophet Zephaniah, chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. The word of the Lord which came to Zephaniah, son of Cushi, son of Gedaliah, son of Amariah, son of Hezekiah, in the days of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. I will completely remove all things from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. 
I'll remove man and beast. I'll remove the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea and the ruins along with the wicked. And I'll cut off man from the faces of the earth, declares the Lord. So I'll stretch out my hand against Judah and against all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And I'll cut off the remnant of Baal from this place and the names of the idolatrous priests along with the priests and those who bow down on the housetops of the host of heaven and those who bow down and swear to the Lord and yet swear by Milcom. And those who have turned back from following the Lord, and those who have not sought the Lord or inquired of him, be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is near, for the Lord has prepared a sacrifice, he has consecrated his guest. Then it will come about on the day of the Lord's sacrifice, that I will punish the princes, the kings of sons, and all who clothe themselves with foreign raiments. And I will punish on that day all who leap on the temple threshold, who fill the house of the Lord with violence and deceit. On that day, declares the Lord, There will be the sound of a cry from the fish gate, a wail from the second quarter, and a loud crash from the hills. Wail, O inhabitants of the mortar, for all the people of Canaan will be silenced. All who weigh out silver will be cut off. It will come about at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the men who are stagnant in spirit, who say in their hearts the Lord will not do good or evil. Moreover, their wealth will become plunder, and their houses desolate. Yes, they will build houses, but not inhabit them, and plant vineyards, but not drink their wine. From the Apocryphal Book, Ecclesiasticus, chapter 38, verses 24 through 34. The scribe's wisdom increases wisdom, and whoever is free from toil can become wise. How can one become learned who guides the plow and thrills in wielding the goad like a lance, who guides the ox and urges on the bullock, and whose every concern is for cattle? His concern is to plow furrows, and he is careful to fatten the livestock. So with every engraver and designer, who, laboring night and day, fashions carved seals, and whose concern is to vary the pattern, his determination is to produce a lifelike impression, and he is careful to finish the work. So too the smith, sitting by the anvil, intent on the iron he forges, the flame from the fire sears his flesh, yet he toils away in the furnace heat. The clang of the hammer deafens his ears, his eyes are on the object he is shaping, his determination is to finish the work, and he is careful to perfect it in detail. So also the potter, sitting at his labor, resolving the wheel with his feet, he is always concerned for his products and turns them out in quantity. With his hands he molds the clay and with his feet softens it. His determination is to complete the glazing, and he is careful to fire the kiln. All these are skilled with their hands, each one an expert at his own work. Without them no city could be lived in, and wherever they stay they do not go hungry. But they are not sowed out for the counsel of the people, nor are they prominent in the assembly. They do not sit on the judge's bench, nor can they understand law and justice. They cannot expound discipline or judgment, nor are they found among the rulers, yet they maintain the fabric of the world." and their concern is for the exercise of their skill. Revelation 14, verses 1 through 13. Then I looked, and behold, the Lamb was standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his name and the name of his Father written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of a loud thunder, and the voice which I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne, and before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn the song except the one hundred and forty-four thousand who had been purchased from the earth. These are the ones who have not been defiled with women, for they have kept themselves chaste. 
These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been purchased from among men as first fruits to God and to the Lamb, and no lie was found in their mouth. They are blameless. And I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation and tribe and tongue and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heaven and the earth and sea and springs of waters. And another angel, a second one, followed, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has made all the nations drink of the wine of the passion of her immorality. Then another angel, a third one, fell on them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he will also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night, those who worship the beast in his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from saying, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, so that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow with them. From the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 12, verses 49 through 59. I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to grant peace on earth? I tell you no, but rather division. From now on, five members of one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And he was also saying to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, A shower is coming, and so it turns out. When you see a south wind blowing, you say, It will be a hot day, and it turns out that way. You hypocrites! You know how to analyze the appearance of the earth and the sky, but why do you not analyze this present time? And why do you not even on your own initiative judge what is right? For while you are going with your opponent to appear before the magistrate, on your way there make an effort to settle with him, so that he may not drag you before the judge, and the judge turn you over to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I say to you, you will not get out of there until you have paid the very last cent. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Monday's Prayer Remember, O Lord, all for whom we prayed while gathered yesterday in public worship. Teach us how best we may serve them with deeds of love and kindness. Forgive us for any whom we neglected in prayer. Help us to open our hearts to the needs of all. Grant that what you taught us to do we may both ponder and perform. We bless you for the signs of your love revealed in bread and cup. By these gifts, grant us not only hope until we gather at the heavenly banquet, but also graciousness that we may share with others among us the fruits of this earth. If anyone made a profession of faith, baptism, confirmation, or reaffirmation, please lift up their name at this time. Make firm and steadfast the faith of those who yesterday made covenant promises in the midst of the congregation 
that they may be worthy disciples, remind us continuously to keep the promises we have made to them as sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. Bind into one company of hope and one community of service all that you have made and redeemed by the sacrificial life and death of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. An Orthodox Prayer of the Hours of St. John Chrysostom O Lord, deprive me not of thy heavenly good things. O Lord, deliver me from eternal torments. O Lord, if I have sinned in mind or thought, in word or deed, forgive me. O Lord, deliver me from all ignorance, forgetfulness, faint-heartedness, and stony insensibility. O Lord, deliver me from every temptation. O Lord, enlighten my heart, which evil desire hath darkened. O Lord, as a person I have sinned, but do thou, as the compassionate God, have mercy on me, seeing the infirmity of my soul. O Lord, send thy grace to my aid, that I may glorify thy holy name. O Lord Jesus Christ, inscribe me, thy servant, in the book of life, and grant me a good end. O Lord my God, even though I have done nothing good in thy sight, yet grant me by thy grace to make a good beginning. O Lord, sprinkle into my heart the dew of thy grace. O Lord of heaven and earth, remember me, thy sinful servant, shameful and unclean in thy kingdom. Amen. O Lord, accept me in repentance. O Lord, forsake me not. O Lord, lead me not into temptation. O Lord, grant me good thoughts. O Lord, grant me tears, remembrance of death and compunction. O Lord, grant me the thought of confessing my sin. O Lord, grant me humility, chastity, and obedience. O Lord, grant me patience, courage, and meekness. O Lord, implant in me the root of good, thy fear in my heart. O Lord, vouchsafe me to love thee with all my soul and mind, and in all things to do thy will. O Lord, protect me from evil men, demons, and passions, and from every other unseemly thing. O Lord, I know that thou doest as thou wilt. Thy will be done also in me, a sinner. For blessed art thou unto the ages. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Current Ecumenical Text Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.